And I'm so happy to be with you today on this uh, Cinco de Mayo. I don't know, maybe you're going to have yourself a glass of tequila tonight, a sipping tequila, or maybe not after this next inter interview. Um, University of Victoria researchers are saying that warning labels could reduce alcohol use during this COVID-19 pandemic. And that's probably a good thing since most of us, if we're not concerned about our health, are concerned about our waistline. Tim Stockwell is the director of the Canadian Institute for Substance Use Research out of the University of Victoria. Welcome to the show, Tim. Yes, good morning. Thank you for having me. Good to have you on, as my first radio job was in Victoria, B.C. at uh, Classic Hits CKDA, the bottom of the um, not-so-beautiful Douglas Street Hotel. I probably heard you many times. <laughs> okay, well, uh, here we are again, together again, Tim. It's been a while. So you're saying that warning labels could reduce alcohol use. How many Canadians are aware of the risk of cancer associated with drinking alcohol? Because I constantly forget about that one yeah it's a nice thing to forget about i mean most of us do enjoy a drink um and when we're unwinding and relaxing the last thing you want to think of is that this incredibly pleasant activity may be putting you at risk of cancer in the future and it's a steady sort of drip 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 kind of risk it's not like you it's going to suddenly hit you there and then it's something we can put at the back of our minds because it's a long way in the future usually for most people and your risk increases obviously with the amount of alcohol you're drinking uh that's why i'm guessing that the government has set guidelines on healthy alcohol intake yeah, I mean, cancer is just one of, unfortunately, about 200 nasty things that alcohol can do to our bodies. Uh, and cancer, of course, is one of the most alarming ones. But there's a whole range of, there's hardly any organ it spares and increases the risk of something nasty happening to us. But if, we, if we're very careful um, and, you know, we use a lot of restraints, those risks are quite slight. We're always hearing about how, you know, a glass of red wine a day could be good for you. Should we be, uh, you know, raising a, an eyebrow, a collective eyebrow at, about that? Yes. Uh, I mean, the science behind that is increasingly disputed. Uh, the kind of studies that, that upon which that is based are not proper controlled experiments. They, they tend to get people usually in their 50s and follow them up and see what they die from and relate that to how much they were drinking in their 50s. And there's so many flaws in that. And there's so many reasons why a moderate drinker at 50 compared with an abstainer is not a fair measure of the, the impact of alcohol on our bodies and whether it's protective. So increasingly scientists are saying, really, we have to be very sceptical about this rather nice idea that it's good for us in moderation. Yeah, and, and willpower alone doesn't seem to be enough. But you launched a study in White House, or White Horse rather, in 2017, where you put labels, warning labels, on alcohol bottles. Tell us a little bit about that and the findings. Yeah, fortunately, I'm lucky we had a lot of help putting those labels on because there were 300,000 alcohol containers that had to be labeled in the White Horse liquor store. This is the help, with the help of the Yukon Liquor Corporation. It was their liquor store. And the study was done by me and Dr. Erin Hobin at Public Health Ontario. We were the lead investigators. And essentially, we found it's a big study over a long time. Um, people noticed the labels. It changed their awareness of 
health risks of our low-risk drinking guidelines and what a standard drink is, and they reduced their consumption. And we know this because we compared all of those things with neighboring areas in the Yukon that didn't have the labels and also in the Northwest Territories that didn't change their labeling. And these are hard to miss because they were colorful warning labels. How big were they on the bottle? I wish I could tell you um, the exact size. Um, they were a little over an inch, but, you know, they were bright yellow and red. I mean, you couldn't miss them. Um, mm-hmm. To the extent that we found actually a significant increase in sales of the few products that didn't have a label, because it appears that people were so averse to buying a nice bottle of red or something with this nasty label on, they looked for something else that didn't have the label. Um, they, and they were in English and French, and they had colorful images um, to help get the messages across. So the message was received loud and clear, although some people chose not to be reminded. So they would go for the bottles that didn't have the labels on them. Uh, That really speaks to the pushback you'd be getting from alcohol producers uh, that don't want labels put on the uh, on their bottles. Well, they were very vocal, and you might remember this, and I think some of your listeners will remember it because it was quite a big national story that the industry stomped on our study after one month, and they sort of made veiled threats to the Yukon Liquor Corporation, complaints about me and my um, colleague Erin Hobin. Um, They claimed that it was false and alarmist to say that alcohol could cause cancer, and implied that there could be legal action if the study wasn't halted. And this was exposed, um, Andre Picard in the Globe and Mail did a big piece on it. It was picked up in the Wall Street Journal and Globe and Mail, all manner of places. And the study was paused and then we had to could only restart it if, if we removed the cancer warning label. And did you do that? Well, we had to. <laughs> the minister okay. responsible for, for liquor and gaming um, just said that we haven't so, got deep enough pockets. Well, to what does that you. say about us then? I mean, so you basically you had to change, you had to take away the risk of cancer. Your risk of cancer is increased. But it, 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 it was there any other uh, medical, uh, you know, uh, condition that was that was mentioned beyond cancer? Um, well, we, the, the message simply said um, it referred to serious diseases, including cancers of the breast and colon, which were particularly common in the north of Canada. Um, but that was just dropped. We, we then had messages about low-risk guidelines, drink with these in guidelines to reduce your risk of um, health issues. We didn't say what they were. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we had no choice because the Yukon government didn't feel they could fight the big alcohol. And they wrote to the federal health minister and say, this is in your hands. They said they didn't doubt the science behind the idea of the study or the value of doing this study, but they couldn't fight the industry on this. And our study, that part of the study had to be um, stopped. So your results were that people did, um, when faced with these uh, warning labels, they took them to heart and they they uh, lessened their con- consuming of alcohol. They kind of um, decided to have a few less drinks a week. What What are the standard guidelines for alcohol intake, by the way? Well, the, the, to have at least two days a week off of not drinking anything. And for a woman to have no more than two drinks on one day and a man three, 
Um, and these are standard drinks, and it's the amount defined by the amount of actual pure alcohol in them. And so to know that, you have to have standard drink information, which other countries do. Canada doesn't. It's just a statement that this, this you know, beer can or bottle of wine, the bottle of wine contains 5.5 standard drinks or whatever. They have that in Australia, New Zealand and the UK, but not here. And you need that to be able to track how much you're drinking. So the pushback from uh, your alcohol distributors and putting warning labels on uh, during your study doesn't bode well for us getting them into liquor stores throughout this pandemic. What are you telling people to keep in mind? Well, I think the story is a good one for people to hear because it tells a story about how hard it is to tell the truth about alcohol in Canada. And I think it's a time where people are receptive to new ideas and to reflecting on you know, what makes them healthy and safe and well. And so when we probably have got all good amounts of booze stockpiled, many of us in our house, because that's the way we shop these days, and it's hard to resist the temptation to have some every night, um, it's probably a very good time to reflect on what's important and what's good for our long-term health and well-being.